Blog Talk Radio. I fixed this. Why is it not working? Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode 294. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and yes, that was me bitching about blog talk again because it's screwing up right away, right away, right away. It's not playing my intro. I, I set it up so that it would play automatically on introduction, and does it? No. What am I going to do? This, this is the best program, best environment, best substrate in the entire marketplace, and it's garbage. You'd think somebody would write something better than this. Because, oh my God, the amount of people that podcast, you'd make a fortune if you mailed something that actually worked. Okay, now what am I ranting about? Oh, yeah. What's the big ticket item right now? I know we're going to talk about Odell Willis later on and his hit on Caleros and his punishment and the fine and whatever else is happening. But that's not what I want to talk about right now. What I want to talk about is that limp dick commissioner that we got, Randy Ambrosi. Just like turns tail and runs anytime there's any controversy, any little thing about Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Oh, my God. Fuck, we got to do whatever we can to appease these stupid idiots. Because you know what? I don't understand. If that hit was on any quarterback in the CFL, they would have said, ah, 15-yard penalty. You know? Oh, Okay, it wasn't called because uh, it was close. It was borderline. Okay, well, you can review it. Oh, oh, look, it's a penalty. Okay, yeah, sure. Done with. No, no, it's got to go do secondary disciplinary actions, and he gets a fine, not even a fine, a maximum fine. Come on, seriously? If that was any other quarterback in the CFL, that would not have happened. There wouldn't have been a fine issue. It wasn't worthy of a fine being issued. Never mind the maximum fine that is available. That's just Randy Ambrosi going, oh, my God, we got we, we to pacify these green meanies, okay? Because they're going to come and get me in Toronto, and I don't know what to do. Man, I wish we had a commissioner like Jeffrey Orridge again. That guy stood up to those morons in Saskatchewan and said, enough of this bullshit. We're tired of you cheating. We're tired of this and throwing disciplinary action at the team. That's what we need. We need a a commissioner that's going to stand up to these people. There's not just one team in the league. And you know what? There's more CFL fans in all of Canada than there are Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans. So, okay, you may look like you outnumber us, but you don't, okay? We're just not in your face all the time. Oh, God damn, it pisses me off. Okay, and then I'm picked. I get yelled at all the time for picking on Saskatchewan. I'm not picking on Saskatchewan. I'm not picking on Rough Riders, and I'm not picking on their fans. Stop with your freaking out because oh my God, you're made a glass quarterback fell down again. Okay, he fell down and he hit his head on the ground and he got hurt. It wasn't the hit from Odell Willis that hurt him. It was him falling on the ground. Come on, I mean, hey. I'm okay with a made-of-glass quarterback. I got Travis Lule in BC, and, man, he's been broke so many times. But at least when he gets broke, he gets hit. This is, oh, my God, he just, like, tipped over. 
You had Darian Durant. He just, like, exploded in the backfield. He just, like, ruptured his Achilles tendon. Nobody even touched him. And, and like, what is this with your quarterbacks? They just blow up spontaneous human combustion? I don't know. What the hell's next? Seriously, get off your high horse. That was barely a penalty. Never mind a fine and a maximum fine. Randy and Brosie, grow a pair of balls and stand up to these people. It's really starting to piss me off. And it's been going on for like two years now. Where's Jeffrey Orridge when you need him? Best commissioner in the CFL we've ever had. And you guys fired out his ass. I don't understand that. Pisses me off. Okay. I'm going to open up some mics. We're going to talk some football. Hang on. What's going on here? Come on, Block. There you go. Mark's at the top of the list. I'm going to open up the other list. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Tell us how you really feel. What? Did I hold back too much? Yeah, you didn't have enough emotion in that one. Shit. I tried. You know, I'm just... Every time I hear about this stuff, and pretty much nonstop right now, I just keep asking Ryder fans... Where's the moral indignation about Mike Riley and the umpteen dozen headshots he's taken that nobody's even gotten a penalty on? Yeah, I know. I know. And it doesn't matter. I mean, shit. Travis Lule caught a direct spearing to the chin. It wasn't a penalty. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Buck Pierce? Like, that was a spear. This wasn't even, this was barely, he hit him with his shoulder and he tapped the helmets. And then Calaris tipped over like a domino and, and hit his head on the ground. You could see his head hitting the ground and go, boom, boom. Uh, I don't know. This, you know, we're going to talk about the Odell Willis hit later, so that's not what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about this Randy Ambrosi and his lack of ability to cope with reality in this league because I don't know who he is. I don't know what he's doing other than trying to place a team in Halifax. Jesus Christ. Blasphemy. Stop it. Okay. Charles, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? I'm all right. It's going to be a lively show, it looks like. Just going out there and putting, throwing it out there. You're just going to throw it out there just like that? Wait I, wait till yeah. we get Will on here, see what he has to say, because he's got to oh, come up yes, with something. I'm sure he has his, his mic's own open, opinion. But I think he's yep. got it muted right now, because he's, he's like foaming yep. at the mouth. I'm just glad that I'm inside right now because it's really crappy weather outside. It's pouring rain and windy. So really? It's nice up here. My power actually went out two hours ago, so hopefully it stays on for the whole show. Because if oh, it doesn't, okay. I'm going to be sitting in the dark. Well, yeah, but you're on your phone, right? So it's charged up? No, I'm on the landline, and they got the computer in front of me. So who knows? Ooh, we'll see okay. what happens. Yeah, never know. Never know what happens there. Okay. Will, come on in, buddy. Yes, Christopher. You know, politically correct commentary I, I, here. I'm very, I'm very, I'm very upset at you because that was a dirty hit. He hit that poor man in the head, and then the head man fell on the ground and smacked his head again. And obviously, it's right because they gave him the the maximum fine that they could give him. And then they suspended him for some games. Oh, wait a minute. They didn't suspend him, did they? No. Why would they? Well, so all they wanted was money. Yeah. Pretty much like like Justin Trudeau. They're like like Pierre Jr. 
Yeah. All they want is money. All they okay. want is money. Yeah. It's, it's not. Money, a, it's not about punishment here. It's about taxation without representation. Hey, you can Odell. have a Boston Tea Party. Hey, Odell, you can hit anybody you want to, as long as you give us half your paycheck. That's pretty much what they said. You know, I want to start a GoFundMe for him. There you go. He, didn't deserve, he so, did not deserve that fine. I, I just I you can't know, get over I, it. I, I, I'm sorry. And, you know, and if you think about this at the time, me and you were watching the game because we made a comment about that at the same time. Yeah. We, we thought, wow, that should have got a penalty. Yeah, that should have got a penalty. After I've watched it 60, 70, 80 times, I'm sorry. He led with his shoulder. He, he led with his shoulder, and their helmets touched. Calaris tipped over like yep. a domino and hit his head on the ground. Well, no, and you see, when he hits the ground, he whacks his head on the ground. Yeah, big time. And, and for all those people out there in our little world saying that he hit him in the head, buy some glasses, get corrective eye surgery, because you don't know what you're seeing. Sorry. They, more than likely, they don't know what they're talking about. Never mind what they're saying. They, well, they don't know what they're true, seeing. True, they, true, true that. True that. Okay. They, they, so. they, they're seeing, and they're, but they're not seeing, they're not seeing what they're seeing, you know, or they don't understand what they're seeing. I don't know what it is. But the people who are claiming that this was not a stiff enough punishment, that he should have got suspended for the remainder of the playoffs, like, oh, my good Lord, are you stupid or what? I don't know. Yeah, anybody and, who's listening and, out there and, who thinks sorry. that Odell Willis should have been suspended, I can. I, I, you have no football IQ. Zero. And, one, and once again, I'm going to go back three weeks ago when Mike Riley got hit in the head through an interception and Willie By Jefferson Zach, picked it off and, and ran it into the end zone for a touchdown. There should have been a penalty. It should have been called back. And Saskatchewan probably wouldn't have a lot won that game. No. Pretty simple, but nobody said anything about that. No. And was there disciplinary action later on? Nope. No. And uh, why was nope. why did Jason Moss not throw his challenge flag on that? I, I don't he'd think already he had thrown a challenge it. Left. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's okay for the refs to screw up as long as the coach doesn't have any flags left. I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, it, it just annoys me that Randy Ambrosi has screwed up our league this bad in such once, a short period once, of time. Once again, once again, I believe there's still a problem with that rule because you only get one. And I think you should, <coughs> if you get one and it's right, you should be given another one. It's that simple. And then that way, and then that way these things aren't going to happen. Yeah, agreed. And or, and, and I came up with the idea the other day, and I, I think I floated it out to the group. I may have just, yeah, I think I did. Um, the command center has to say, oh, that should have been a penalty call. Okay, yeah, we're going to give you back your flag. You shouldn't have had to challenge that. But then, you know, that's another decision that the command center can, has to make, and we know that the command center can't make a fucking decision to save its life or a correct one anyhow. But you know the, they they really should they should say oh yeah that 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 that, that was a penalty man we, that should have been called 
Okay, yeah, yeah. You get your, Chris Jones, you get your flag back. I'm I'm just as mad about Chris Jones having to waste his challenge on that. That was a BC Lions fan, Odell Willis. You should have got a 15-yard penalty on that play. No question about it. I am not disputing okay. that in any oh. way, shape, or form. That was a penalty. Okay. Chris and, Jones and should my, not have wasted his flag on that. He shouldn't have had to. And in my no. and in my mind, you know who should have got fined? The referee should have got fined for not yeah. calling the play. For, the guy up in the box should have got fined for not sending Zach Kolaris off after he bounced no, his he head off the ground. No, he should be fired. That's well, the one thing that's overlooked. That's the one thing that's getting overlooked by a lot of people while they're discussing, you know, was the hit legal, was it not legal. That's the Who worst cares? part in this to me. And, and, and personally, I think the Saskatchewan Rough Riders organization should be fined. Because it's their training staff and their coach's responsibility to protect the welfare of their own players. And they are the ones that should have pulled Zach Caleros off the field. And if they didn't do it, then the spotter should have. Okay? It's up to the Rough Riders organization to protect their players. So they should be fined. Oh, yeah, that's going to happen in the Randy Ambrosi era. Oh, my God, I'm afraid of green people. All they have to do is yell and scream about something, regardless of whether or not it's real. And, and this guy freaks out and, and, and acts stupidly. <sighs> Anyhow. Okay. Whew. Welcome to the show, guys. We weren't we going we we to talk about this later. until after We're not game. even into it yet. Uh-huh. We're not into it yet. Trust me. We're going to do more. We could do the entire show on Odell Willis. Or at least the hit on, on, on Little Glass Boy. Now, don't get me wrong. I like Zach Kolaris. I think he's the most talented quarterback in the CFL right now. And I, without question, he could just tear this league apart if he had an O-line to protect him, which – oh, never mind. They, we've done that one. Okay, first game up, Toronto-Ottawa. Who gives a shit? Ottawa, I guess. Ding, ding, ding. You need me to go ding? Where is it? There you go. Okay. Toronto Argonauts, who are missing the playoffs, are playing the uh, Eastern Division champions or division title champions, Ottawa Red Blacks. Charles, who's going to win this game and by what score? Hmm. Well, to be honest... There's not really a lot of interest in this game. You've got worst against first. Uh, I'm thinking that a lot of the Ryder players are going to play minimal or some may not play at all. I'm also thinking that the backups of the Ottawa Red Blocks are probably still better than a large portion of the starters of the Toronto Argonauts. The Argonauts are just going to want to get through this game without getting injured and then go home for the off season. Um, and I'm thinking that uh, it's probably going to go um, pretty poorly. I think this is going to resemble a preseason game in many respects. I think that these coaches are going to want to take a look at uh, maybe some players for next season and so on. I think Ottawa is going to win this game because I don't think that the Argos could care. I think the Argos players could really care less about this uh, about this uh, game. Um, so I think it's going to win. It's 
probably not going to be very good football because you're going to see a lot of players that are that have spent a lot of a lot of this season in the backups or on the practice roster. But what the hell? They're going to play the game anyways, and I think Ottawa's going to win this twenty-five to ten. Twenty-five to ten. Yep. Wow. Okay. William, it's up to you, buddy. Now, my question is here: What players are Toronto going to rest? Nobody, probably. Well, who knows? <laughs> Why would you rest them? Mm-hmm. Better question: How many well, players have left ta- town and gone golfing? <laughs> good point. William, yeah. open your mic. Talk to me. My mic is open. My mic is open. Anybody think um, got the balls to pick Toronto? Um, there you go. I don't care. I don't care, and I don't care. But I'm going to pick Toronto 25 to 10. Did you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I did. Did you write that down? down? What did you say? 25 to 10 for Toronto. Oh, you picked the Toronto 25 to 10. You betcha. Hmm. Because you know what? You know why? You know why? Because James Franklin is the best quarterback in the CFL when it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, you know what? Point there, I think. <laughs> he does. He does have a point there. Mark, That's what are you going to pick here? <laughs> well, I'm going to go Ottawa, obviously. Um, I think we'll see Dominic Davis have his usual really good game against a bunch of backups and or whatevers for Toronto. It always looks good in these kind of games. Right, Will? We've seen it. Um, I'm going to say 23-17, Ottawa. Hmm. You know what? I'm going to pick 23-17, Toronto. I think Toronto's going to win this game. Ottawa doesn't have enough players that they're going to play, and Toronto's going to come out there, and they're the team's playing for pride right now, and they're going to they're they're going to put on a show. Hmm. You may have a point there. Next game up is Winnipeg and Edmonton. Wow, Edmonton is out of the playoffs. They've got nothing to play for. Winnipeg is in third place. They have nothing to play for. A plethora of Winnipeg players are not playing, including Nichols and Andrew Harris. I don't know. Is Adam Big Hill playing? Are they going to rest his ass too? No, Big Hill said he's playing. Yeah, they said he's going to play. And how Harris, much is the question? Harris will play for two plays, get 10 yards, and then they'll put him on the bench because then he'll get the rushing title. Who, who's he up against right now? Powell, who's not playing for Ottawa. Mm. And Powell, seven yards ahead. Tomorrow. Okay. Um, score. Charles. I already did that one. You didn't do Winnipeg and Edmonton? Was... Oh, shoot. You're right. Never mind. Okay, so game number two, 
playoff team versus non-playoff team. Um, 2.0. Really the first game was like 2. that, 0. too. Yes, I know. Um, really, I could see this one. I honestly could see this one going either way because, um, first off, uh, the Eskimos are in the same boat as the um, Argos were in the first game, where they're not going anywhere. They don't really, they don't really care. Uh, the Bombers are going to the playoffs, and they're just trying to get through this game without having any significant injuries. Now, remember, I remember a game was probably two or three years ago, uh, where the Calgary Stampeders had clinched first place, and uh, they decided not to rest their uh, any of their starters. They decided to go with the full starters. And then I believe they lost three of their five starting offensive linemen in that game. That's correct. And it pretty much killed them. For the uh, pretty much destroyed their chances at a great cup. So when the playoff team is there, you've really got to be careful. Um, I know people. Are, I know people are saying, "Oh, play, play to win, play to this, play to that, blah 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 blah." But you know what? When it comes right down to it. Are you willing to try and sacrifice a shot at a Grey Cup to win a, what amounts to be a glorified exhibition game? I don't think so. I don't think the Bombers are going to play many of their starters. I mean, I know they even said Big Hill's going to play. I don't think he's playing the whole game. He might play a quarter, quarter and a half. Outside chance the first half. But let's face it, they don't want to get these guys hurt. And I think Edmonton, they'll play their players, they'll play their starters for a majority of the game. There, there's no reason to sit their starters. They don't have any shot at the Grey Cup. So I think Edmonton might actually win this game. Um, I know I didn't pick the non-playoff team in the last game, but Toronto is terrible. The Eskimos still have talented players. I think they've got a good offense. So I think it could be high scoring. And I think the Edmonton Eskimos want to at least go out on a winning note. So I'm going to pick Edmonton to win this game. I think it's going to be higher scoring, uh, but I think the fact that they're going to be the Bombers are going to probably play the majority of their backups is just going to be uh, probably the uh, straw that breaks the camel's back. So I'm going to go um, Edmonton 35 and Winnipeg 27. 35-27. Yes. For Edmonton. Yes. Okay. William, you're picking Winnipeg. Not, not that I'm, not that I'm making fun of you, Charles, but I need to correct you. Sorry, it was 2013. Calgary okay. lost. Calgary lost both of their defensive tackles. Okay. And they got absolutely gobsmacked by Saskatchewan. Right. The next, the Western final, and Saskatchewan went on to win the Grey Cup because they had. Right. What was that running back's name? The guy who had oh, that one Kenny. season and never played a game. No, no, no. The guy who went to the Raiders, and now he's working for he, UPS. He, or something. he got the uh, MVP of the Grey Cup game that the Riders won because Darian Durant was a putz. Oh, right. what was Corey, his name? Corey Sheets. Um, Corey Sheets. Corey Sheets. That's, that's the one. it. That's it. That's the one. Anyways, and that was uh, that was also was that not the year? Uh, was that the year after Nagel packed it in? I think it was. Anyways, or was it the next year? 
anyways, and I did not go to that Western final that year because I had a broken leg. So, um, but anyways, uh, Edmonton, Winnipeg, don't care. Uh, but if Matt Nichols isn't playing, that means they're going to put in Chris Strebler. And I would put my money on on Mike Riley any day over Chris Strebler. So it's going to be, let's see, um, all these guys are going to feel how it feels like to be Calgary most years, last game of the season, that it doesn't matter and they get beat. So I'm going to say 38-17 to 17 for Edmonton. You're picking the Edmonton Eskimos? You? Yep. Only because oh. that's in honor that's in honor honor of my friend my friend Rhonda Hopi, whose team didn't make the playoffs this year. <laughs> wow. Mark, do you still think the the ragtag team that you're gonna to put together in Winnipeg is gonna come out and beat the Eskimos? Or are you just going to do a homer pick? Uh, I'm going to do a homer pick. What do you expect? Um, it, I'm curious to watch Strebler for a full game. See if they just do running plays for him all game. I want to actually see him throw the ball for a football game. Um, Big Hill says he's playing. Don't know how much. Strebler is definitely starting. They are saying Nichols may play a couple of drives. Don't know for sure, but that's as much as you're going to get out of the Bombers. He might play. Harris will get his 10 yards, get the rushing title, and then he'll be on the bench. Um, I'm going to say 28-20. Winnipeg. For who? Winnipeg. Winnipeg, eh? No, no. No, this is going to be an Edmonton game, and they're going to win it 32 28. 32 28. Oh, I keep putting my scores under Chris. Oh, well, he's not here. Deep sigh. I'll just cross out his name at the top and put CJ. And put the CJ column. Okay, the third game. Hang on, I got to get over to this other screen for Will. Is Montreal in Hamilton? This is going to be a close game. It's in Hamilton. Do you think the fans are going to make a difference? Do we care? No. No, we don't care. This is we don't care 2.2. Okay? We had care, we don't care 2.0. This is we don't care 2.2. Charles, Montreal, Alouettes, who have just won a game with Johnny Manziel as their quarterback. He's on a winning streak. Hmm. Is he going to come up and play Hamilton and win in Hamilton? That's the most All right. ridiculous well, question I, I think I've come up with in a long time. Well, where have you heard this before? It's a team that's gonna, going to the playoffs against a team that's not going to the playoffs. That's what I said, 2.0, 2.2. This is, well, it would be 3.0, wouldn't it? No, you can have different varying de- de- degrees of 2. Okay. Microsoft uh, 2.1, 2.11, you had, you know. Okay. 
Okay, well, let's see. Uh, Montreal sucks, including all of their starters. Uh, Hamilton's probably going to play a bunch of backups in this game. Um, but they're probably still better than the guys Montreal are going to be playing. Uh, no disrespect intended to Johnny Manziel. Okay, maybe a little bit of disrespect intended, but anyways. Um, um, this is one where the backups are better than the starters, and I think Hamilton's going to go out and win this one. This one's in Hamilton. Uh, they want to get their fans feeling good before the playoffs. You might see a bit of Mazzoli. Who the hell is even the backup quarterback in Hamilton? I'm just trying to remember who it is. Say, I was going to say the same thing. Who I don't even John, know who it is. Is it Johnny Manziel? Oh, no, that's not him. No, not anymore. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyways, whichever. Um, Montreal, yeah, they won last week, but look who they were playing. The only team worse than them, and that's Toronto. Um Montreal with their starters, I don't think is as good as Hamilton with their backups. I'm going to pick Hamilton to win this game at home and go into the uh, playoffs with a win. Uh, I think it's going to be relatively low scoring. Uh, I'm going to pick Hamilton to win this one uh, 22 to 14. 22 to 14. That's Hamilton, right? Okay, so on the I'm on the Hamilton Tiger Cats active roster list here, and I'm going through to find their quarterbacks, and they've got a guy named Dane Evans. Who? Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. And then they've got a guy named Jeremiah Mazzoli. Hmm. Okay, and, and then then they don't have anybody else listed. Do they only have two quarterbacks on their roster? They've got a guy named no. Bryant Monzi, and he's on he's on the practice roster. And uh, they that's it. <laughs> they got nobody on the sixth game. They got no. They got Brandon Banks is on the one game. I think they would have put him on the sixth game, but anyhow. And there's nobody suspended. So yeah, they've only got two quarterbacks listed on the active roster. Mm. Kind of, kind of blows me really? away. But really? who is Dane Evans? Yeah, seriously. Unless they they, they made him something I else like you a had line, to linebacker, have a third quarterback. I, I I'm sure they do. I'm just telling you, they don't have one listed on their website. Hmm. All right. So well, why I'll don't stick we? With my prediction, anyways. Who is this? Will, go ahead. You're absolutely right. They don't have anybody on their active roster. Wow. I wasn't making the shit up. Ken Austin must be in charge of that. Um, anyways. Um, <laughs> okay, Montreal and Hamilton. Well... Okay. It just, I, I'm going to stop you just for a second. The Hamilton Tiger Cats versus the Ottawa Red Blocks. On October 27th at Tim Horton Field, I know this is week, right? On their depth chart, they have Mazzoli and they have, have Evans. They don't have a third quarterback listed. Hmm. On their depth chart, Act, on, well, you know what? I think chart. I remember. He, I, I think I remember hearing uh, at some point this year 
that they actually could not dress a third uh, quarterback because of salary cap. I think I remember I, hearing something about that. That's ridiculous. I love Odell Willis. He's he, he's my favorite player. Mm-hmm. Okay, you were reading the, what I was just reading then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. you'd like the mayor. Yeah. The mayor is starting I, to come out. He, he the mayor is Swaggerville. I'm starting to like him. I'm starting to like him. I'd like him on any team saying this shit to that idiot Randy Ambrosi. Okay. Uh... Will, Hamilton and Montreal, or Montreal in Hamilton. Okay, so what is the storyline going to be? The storyline, my friends, is going to be how well Johnny Manziel plays even when his team is not in the playoffs. And what a great player he is because he still gave it his all even even though it didn't mean anything. All right, what a bunch of crock of shit. Anyways, Hamilton doesn't have a second-string or a third-string quarterback. So what does that mean if their second-string quarterback gets hurt? They're going to put in Jeremiah Mazzoli? Um, I think not. Don't be to, they don't have Some receiver is going to play quarterback. They'll there bring in go. the kicker. June Jones, maybe, he'll go out there and give it a shot. Who knows? Oh, Anyways, Jerry Glanville. <laughs> Jerry Glanville. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I hate to say this to everybody. I'm not going to watch any of these games. You realize that, eh? Um, <laughs> I thought you don't miss a game. Well, I'll PVR them, but I'm not going to sit here and watch it for three hours. I'm sorry. Anyways, um... Let's uh, go against the flow, and we'll pick uh, the Montreal Alouettes. 27, Hamilton Tiger Cats, 14. Wow. You're not respecting Hamilton very well. Mark, what's going to happen here? I'm curious to see who Hamilton plays because there was talk that they were going to play their starters for at least the first half just to, because of how bad the offense has been the last couple of games. And so if they do that, then it should be a Hamilton win. And I'm going to go with Hamilton. Um, Like, Will, this is just a who cares, but I'll say 24, 11 for Hamilton. 24-11. 24-11. Huh. I'm going to pick the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and I'm going to go 32-16. to 16. Will, you're on your own on Montreal. Couldn't do it. Am I always? No, I try to keep pace with you. You and I are tied right now in the in the in the standings. So you know I can't let you go off and win too many of them. But the next one you're gonna lose, so that's okay. Um the last game and the only game that 
actually means something. Can you get this right? It means something. The Calgary Stampeders are coming to BC to play the Lions in BC Place on the final game that Wally Buono will coach in his home stadium. And who honestly thinks that the BC Lions aren't going to play their hearts out for this man? So this one's not even going to be close. Charles. Well, yes, I know it's important the, to Calgary because they want top spot. They want the bye. They want everything else. I don't think even on a good day they couldn't beat the Lions. So how are they going to do it when BC's motivated like this? Yep. Well, this game really is the end of an era for the Canadian Football League. Uh, the winningest coach in the history of the CFL in his final game as a head coach. It's Wally Buono night. They're going to be giving out Wally Buono bobbleheads. Hey, would you so, score me one? Uh, yeah, I still got a Manny Arsenal one here for you. I keep forgetting to take out, but I'll try and grab a second one there for you. If, so if, if you get if you get a Wally, you put them together, package them up, mail them to me, and I'll, I'll e-transfer you back some cash. All right, yeah, no problem. Well, they're giving them out, so they're not I know that, them, but you got to so. pay postage and stuff. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. All right, no, I'll grab you one. So it's uh, it's an end of an era. I'm hoping that. Uh, Win, lose, or draw at the end of the game. All the fans in BC stand up and give Wally a standing ovation because God has he ever earned it. He didn't want to really be coaching now. I think he wanted to be done with coaching when he stepped aside, you know, three years ago. Or, no, it was longer than that. It was 2011. Six six years ago or seven years ago. Uh, I think that he wanted that to be the end of the coach, but circumstances uh, demanded that uh, he came back. The circumstances he picked Mike Benavides as his. That was the circumstance. That and uh, Jeff Tedford couldn't coach in the CFL. But having <sighs> said that, I think that from what I've heard, all of Wally's players throughout the years, or a majority of them, love playing for Wally Buono. So I'm guessing that this team, even though it's in, re- in standings-wise and so on, it's a meaningless game for them. Uh, you know, they want to win one more for Wally, and they want Wally to coach, win his final game at home. So I think they're going to go full out to win this game. I really do. I know the uh, Calgary Stampeders, they're probably going to be doing it too because they want the buy-in around one of the playoffs. They don't want to go, um, well, they won't go anywhere, but they'll be playing in the Western Semi against Winnipeg, which is not an easy feat uh, in itself. Um but let's face it, the Stampeders could have clinched first place with one win in any of the last three games. They haven't done it. And there's nothing, quite frankly, that I see that leads me to believe they're going to do it this week because, quite frankly, this team is just not playing well. It seems like a team that's lost all confidence Uh, They're playing with a lot of backup receivers that just aren't getting the job done. And Bo Levi Mitchell has looked ordinary. He hasn't looked as good as he he did earlier in the season. So, and their defense is really, uh, has also, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They've declined in performance. So, I'm thinking the BC Lions are going to win this game. They're going to win one for Wally. They're going to... 
win him his final home game. I think we're going to see a close game. I think it could be actually be an exciting game. It should be the best game of the week because it's the only game that features two teams that are going to be in the playoffs. So I'm going to call this one a close one, maybe a last-second field goal by Ty Long. I'm going to be uh, MOP candidate Ty Long, but we'll talk about that later. But I'm going BC 30 and Calgary 27. Okay. Well, Calgary Stampeders, BC Lions, last game of the season. Okay, and and what's the report? Who are the Lions playing? Anybody Everybody. Know? Honest, I have not heard it. I, I I'm assuming that the starters are going to play because I haven't heard anything to the contrary. But I could be wrong. I don't know. Okay, so let let's look at this for a minute. Three weeks ago, um, Calgary lost to BC. I do believe it. It was right. Yes. In whose Calgary. life was on, whose life was on the line for playoffs at that point in time? At that point it would have been the Lions. Right. Okay. Um last week they played the Bombers. Whose life was on the line to make the playoffs? Well, you're making good points here. Okay. Saskatchewan wants first place. When they played Calgary, those games but, didn't mean anything to Calgary. But okay. Cal- well, now, now, that's on. not true. No, that's not true. It shouldn't have. They didn't mean they meant more to the other team because we're talking playoff lives. Calgary had no chance of missing the playoffs, none whatsoever. They still don't. Well, okay. still not. Right, but comes down to first place. You think they want to go to Regina? Do you think they want to go to Regina? Do you think they want to play the Bombers? If they get first place, it's it's a one win and you're in the Grey Cup. Okay? And on top of that, they get an extra week to try and put this team back together again. So in my mind, and and, and here's what I'm telling you guys. If this doesn't happen on Saturday, it, it's it's over, okay? It's done. It's finished. They're not even going to make it to the Grey Cup. So I think they're going to have all guns blazing or whatever guns they have blazing on Saturday night. And, I mean, I do have in the back of my head that BC has not lost at home this year either. Yeah, and they it, is Wally, and it is Wally it. night. Oh, did they? And it is Wally night. Yeah. Okay. This is Wally and, World. Uh, yeah. Don't mess with Wally World. And uh, and I think uh, what's gonna what's gonna happen is Calgary Stampeders are gonna come out fired to honor Wally Buono because he cut his coaching teeth in Calgary, baby. So it's gonna be thirty nine to twelve for BC. You're not making me laugh, Christopher. Oh, you're actually picking Calgary? <laughs> That's funny. Mark, up to you, brother. What are you going to do here? So, as far as we know, Lule is starting. That's correct. Why? I've heard nothing to the contrary. Why? 
You said it yourself earlier, Christopher. He's glass. Why are they risking him in a nothing game when it, and then going into the playoffs with Jonathan Jennings? I don't think he is going to play. I don't think he is going to play. I think it's going to be Jonathan Jennings coming out oh, to play okay. when he's under no pressure and he's going to come out and he's going to mop the floor with the Calgary Stampeders. This is going to be the Jennings that we've wanted to see all year long and we're all going to see him in a nothing, mean-nothing game. Uh, I don't even think he'll do that much. I'm going to say Calgary 31, BC 27. Wow. Okay. Well, there's no question, no doubt in my mind I'm taking the BC Lions here. I'm going to pick them by a score of 32 to 25. Just not that, that they're not, no, it's not gonna happen. It's, it's unbelievable. Okay, what week is this? 21. 21, week 21. Okay, Stephen, did you get those all down there? Thank you. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> God, I love myself. Okay, uh, segment five Odell Willis hit on Caleros continues to have a life of its own. Is this being blown out of proportion needlessly? Yeah, think. I'm letting. I'm stepping back from this one. Charles, go ahead. Uh, I'm quite frankly sick of hearing about this. The they got the uh, he got called on a penalty. They find him. Let's let it go. Enough is enough. All right, you know what? A lot of people, some I know, some people, including some people on this podcast, have a problem with the fine. I didn't. It's a high hit, and the CFL is trying to take out headshots. Whether you, I mean, and there was who on this podcast? Are you talking about? Uh, well, I don't know. Who? Uh, who? Will? Will? <laughs> but uh, anyways, and that's not insulting. You have a right to your opinion. Um, I didn't mind it because, like I said, I think that they um, um, are trying to get uh, headshots and high hits against quarterbacks out, uh, and they've been pretty consistent this year that anyone, like, big hits with contact to the head, uh, they fine for the most part. Uh, so I don't have an issue with the fine. Um, it was a little high, I thought, but the, the amount, but it is what it is. Uh, now let's move on. Uh, people are still, um, uh, going on and yammering and blah, 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 blah. You know what? It's over. And a lot of these people are making comments. They're making comments based on, uh, emotions. They're making comments based on what team they, um, cheer for. They're not making comments based on the reality. Was it a high hit? Sure. Have we seen other high hits this season similar to that? You betcha. I can give you two examples. Uh, what was his name? Jordan Reed of Saskatchewan hitting Mike Riley two weeks ago. And how about the hit? We've all seen the, the, the video, you know, Gary Peters taunting the Eskimos there. How about the hit by Duke Williams, who had a 15-yard head start and ran into him full bore with his head down with a helmet-to-helmet hit. So don't tell me that this is the biggest uh, 
blah, blah, blah. This is the biggest hit. Oh, he should be suspended. He should be fined. There have been worse hits this year that didn't even get a fine, let alone a penalty. But you know what? They gave him the penalty. I don't have a problem with his giving the penalty. Now let's move on and forget about this. Why are people still whining? He should have been suspended. He should have been... Well, you know what? He wasn't suspended. Deal with it and move on. Enough of this crap. There's no need to be talking about this anymore. It's over. It's done. We're moving on to a new week. We got the playoffs around the corner. Put, take your colored glasses off and get past it. It's so freaking annoying. And I'm not going to name any fan base, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, but, uh, you know, some fan bases go out on a limb and make things way bigger because it happens to their team. I'm not singling anybody out. No fan base is singling out, Saskatchewan. Uh, But uh, you know what? Give it up. You're not the center of the universe. There are nine other or eight other teams or whatever the hell number it is. I'm so annoyed with this. Whichever. Give it up. Move on. Stop playing the victim. And I'm going to stop now because I'm going to get get even madder if I keep going. Do we need to get your blood pressure here? No, just have some water. Should I get Amory over there and see if you're okay? I'm good. You take one of those little aspirins, okay? Take one of those little children aspirins. They're good for you. Okay. Mark! How did I know this topic would get going like that? Yeah, yeah, Charles is right. It's time. And I'm not the most emotional one on this podcast either, so get ready. Go on. Oh, I know. I know. We already got part of it. the whole thing that's driving me nuts about this, like Charles said, yeah, it's a high hit. Yeah, should have been flagged. It wasn't. Had to go to command center, blah, 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 blah. The rider fans that are freaking out, shouldn't your own spotter or your own defensive coach or your own trainers have pulled Kalaros out as well? How come they're not getting fined? I put that question to a couple of Ryder fans, and I got crickets. Hmm. And one, no one did answer me, so why would they get fined? Like you said earlier, Christopher, they're responsible for the well-being of that player. Yep. They see him. I'm watching it on TV going after the first time he went down. I was like, oh, yeah, he felt that one. The second time he went down, I was like, uh-oh. Stay down, stay down. Well, the third time he went down, where's his players around him going, stay down, Zach, just stay down? No. Where's the trainers going, you know, we got to get him off? Where's the guy in the the stands, the spotter, whether it's a rider spotter or a CFL spotter, where are they? You know, (laughs) there, there was so many fails all across this. But to only penalize one person, you know, it, it just makes no sense. Are they going to suspend the ref or fine him? I hope not, because we don't have enough refs to deal with that. <laughs> Where is the moral indignation towards their own coaches who let this guy play? There isn't any. No. Because... According to the Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans, that team can't make a mistake. They don't do anything wrong. Their shit does not stink. 
Okay. Yep. When when I've told them to take their management to task, they go, "Why? They haven't done anything wrong." No, they have houses with extra players in them. They're running too many people on the payroll. They're over salary caps. They're playing indicted criminals. Oh fuck! I don't. I can't get over it. I mean, and oh, oh, innocent till proven guilty. Yeah, that's my favorite. That's a that's a whole other ball game. Don't get me going on that one because that one just blows my mind away. Okay. Mm. You done? Yep. Well. Yeah, I have I have a question to put forward to all of you. See if anybody can get the answer right. After Odell Willis did what he did, who is? the happiest defensive end in the CFL now. Anybody? Anybody? Uh, Jordan Reed? Nope. Charleston Hughes, because we haven't talked about him at all this week. Okay? Because of what Odell did. The, the we drunk criminal. About the drunk driver, okay, and oh, how he point. and how he gets to play football. But oh yeah, that's another whole another ball game here. Never mind. Go absolutely, ahead. but 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 they haven't talked about him this week because poor Odell Willis hit that poor quarterback in the head. Well, Charleston Hughes drove drunk. He could have killed somebody. I just I don't get it. That's the only thing. You guys have said enough about Odell. We've said enough already. I have nothing else to say on that, man. It's all done. I don't know. I don't think there's anything else to say. I've I've parked on this one enough. I just, just, no, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Okay, let's move on. This next one kind of pisses me off a lot. And what another one? <laughs> Eskimos GM Brock Sunderland has reportedly been contacting people about interviewing for the Edmonton Eskimos head coaching position. Is it a done deal that? Moss's days in Edmonton are over. Okay, that's not even a real question because he's toast. But of course, if you remember, if you remember a long time ago, and it wasn't that long ago, remember how pissed off the Edmonton Eskimos organization slash fan base was when the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, who had been eliminated from the playoffs, contacted the head coach, Chris Jones, who was preparing to play in the Grey Cup game, mm-hmm. about leaving the Eskimos and coming to Saskatchewan as the head coach, general manager, and vice president of football operations. Do you think he needed a distraction before the big game? No, we all thought that that was the most tacky thing that the Saskatchewan Rough Riders could have possibly have done at that moment in time. Okay? 
I still do. I still think they, they owe the Edmonton Eskimo fan base an apology. That's never coming, and it's been three years, so it really doesn't matter. But for the Edmonton Eskimos organization to turn around and do the same stupid fucking thing? Where's the justification in that? How, how do you do that? Is there no such thing as tampering in the CFL? Not when it comes to coaches. Okay. Okay. So, I I don't know. I I lost my train of thought. Sorry. I'm just beside myself. I want to hear the Edmonton Eskimo fan base come up and try to defend this. Okay? Just one. Just one Eskimo fan... Defend Brock Sutherland's actions at this point in time. Please try to do that. Because I'm going to shoot you down. Maybe we should call Rhonda. No, I'm not calling Rhonda. Okay. (laughs) I'd rather have Chris on my podcast and try to explain that. I don't think he can. Uh, Mark, go ahead. No, this whole thing, you're right. It's they freaked out. Now all of a sudden they can, they're doing it. Whatever. Like you said, there really is no tampering when it comes to coaches, or at least Ambrosi hasn't gotten around to that one yet. I guess because it wasn't a rider coach. Um, yeah, Moss is gone, obviously. I think Sunderland should be right behind him, though. It's his first year as a GM. It's his first year in Edmonton. I think he's going to get a pass on this one. But the question is, when Rhodes? Well, Rhodes should be gone, too. Sunderland will stay just because he gets the one coach. He gets to fire the one guy. Moss wasn't his guy. so The the whole upper structure of that team needs to be changed. Yeah, Yeah, they had injuries, but... You've also got the best quarterback in the CFL. And Had. you did nothing to fix your O-line. You did nothing to fix your defensive backs. It's more than Moss. Moss doesn't bring in the players. I think it's the whole upper structure of the team needs to be looked at. Yeah, but if you give the team an enema, you're starting from way scratch. Start, yeah. You always start at the, sco- at the coach. Yeah. Well, Moss is gone. Ridiculous if they keep him. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to keep him, really. And then, hey, he can go over to BC. Oh, shut up! Not gonna happen. That's a uh, for me though. William. Well, in the Edmonton Eskimos defense. You mean Brock in the Sunderland. back, in the other side of offense, or as in defending them? You know, as in defending them, Brock Sunderland wasn't there when this whole thing happened with Chris Jones. So, no, he gets his pass, and he gets to do what he wants to do. And if tampering with other players, other teams' coaches is how he gets his thrills, well, hey, more power to you. And... uh Going back to the Chris Jones thing, there's rumors that he signed that court, that contract two weeks before the Grey Cup. So, anyways, um, yeah, well, it's 
it's at the time you're offended by things, but then when you do it, you're not offended. How often does that happen in life? All the time. So there you go. That can be our new show motto. CFL is like life. Really? There you go. Life sucks. I don't know if it'll catch. I don't know if it'll catch, but... No. What can I say? What can I can say? Can you imagine no, life in Saskatchewan? Nope. <laughs> I, drove th- I drove through there once. It was the longest 15 minutes of my life. Anyways. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Move on. Got to be something more interesting to talk about than the Edmonton Eskimos. Who, by the Charles. way, did not make the playoffs this year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's amazing how quick, how, you know, like, the Edmonton Eskimos sucked, okay? And that wasn't that long ago. That was like, what, 2012? They sucked. And then all of a sudden they, like, had this, meteor like acceleration won the gray cup and then turned around and collapsed and fell booming down to earth again. It's kind of weird how it cycles like that. I know Mark, you don't know what that feeling is like, but yeah. Charles, do you have anything? You are, rock you about? are a cruel man. You are a cruel <laughs> man, Christopher. Uh, he's just an asshole. <laughs> That true story. True story. I am. All right. So for Brock Brock Sunderland, uh, he's, I think, a large part of the problem because, quite frankly, he did not do anything uh, to improve that uh, BC Lions defense – or, Jesus, Edmonton Eskimos defense. Uh, They were – they started off not very good. And they have regressed as the years gone gone along. They're not getting any. They were getting worse. Um, Jason Moss, uh, I thought for quite a while that he was done. In fact, I think he probably would have gotten fired, even if the Eskimos had have made the playoffs. I don't think they were planning to bring him back at all. Um, so, um, yeah. So I'm not surprised. I am a little surprised that going into the end, especially teams that are going to the playoffs. If I were running a team uh, and someone wanted to talk, and I'm going to the playoffs and someone wanted to uh, talk to one of my um, assistants, I'm sorry, I'd tell that team to go pound sand and call me back after the season were over. That's just me. I'd, I'd want my, if I've got coaches and I'm going to the uh, playoffs, I'd uh, personally want to have uh, them 100% focused on the um, on the playoffs. But that's just me. Um, I think uh, it's obvious that Moss is going nowhere. Sunderland, while he is a part of the problem, I think I'd be willing to um, um, give him at least one more year because this is his first year. Uh, But I'm sorry, if he doesn't get that defense improved and depending on what happens with Mike Riley and the offense, uh, he, he might be the one... Uh, heading on the way out uh, at the end of next season. So we'll see how it goes from there. Okay. Jason Moss, you're toast. 
Brock Sunderland, you might get a mulligan here. You might not. Depends on what happens with Len Rhodes. If Edmonton goes in there and cleans house and Len Rhodes is gone, whoever's going to come in as the president of the Edmonton Eskimos needs to hire his own GM. Otherwise, he's just diddling around. We know what it feels like. When, never mind. Okay. I think Brock's toast myself, but I'd give him a mulligan, but then I'm not going to be him. <sighs> Deep sigh. CFL teams have named the finalists on the players. Let's go over to that link. Where is it? I had a link here for this. Was it on CFL.ca? What's that? I don't know. I'm just being a goof here, I guess. I I thought I had the the link really easy to this, and I have got it. So, okay. I have to go back to your 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 thing here, there, Charles. Mm-hmm. What do you call this thing? Oh yeah, the agenda. Okay. Agenda. CFL. CFL announces the uh, award-winning. Oh my God! Look at all that gold in that guy's mouth. Why would you do that to yourself? Okay, um, indicates a unanimous selection. Now, who, who who does this? Who picks these things? These, I think, are, are selected by sports writers. They are. There's five of them. <laughs> yes. Not the team or anything. This is just by sports no. writers. It okay. says uh, right above the, the award. The, the recipients were selected by voting members of the Football Reporters of Canada and CFL head coaches. Wow. Okay. So it's coaches and reporters. Okay. So I'm looking at the MOP selection straight down the list by everybody. Nobody deserves to win. It's sad. Okay. So uh, BC Lions started out with uh, MOP is Ty Long, their kicker. When the most valuable player on your team is your kicker, your team is no fucking good. Why is BC doing so much better than no fucking good? I don't understand that one at all. Now, defensive star, Davon Coleman? Seriously? Okay. Canadian, Bola Combo. Mm. Offensive lineman, Joe Figuerello. There's not an L in there, but that's okay. Special teams, Ty Long. Okay, we got that. Rookie, Clodell Lewis. Who is Clodell Lewis? He, he made such you. a memorable stand this year that I am like, wow, yeah, I agree. He's our rookie of the – I don't know. I've never heard his name before. Okay. I'm not going there. Does anybody want to dispute that Ty Long is the most valuable player, outstanding player for the BC Lions? Does anybody want to dispute I, any uh, of these things? Not really, although I, at first I'm like, Ty Long, what are you doing? Why is a kicker your outstanding player nominee? But then I sat there and I thought about it for a few minutes. I'm like, who the hell else would you put in there? You can't, yeah. Seriously, no, you I, can't. I mean. Ugh. You can't put Travis Lule. He missed a, no, good, he, a third missed, of the season. The only other guy I maybe thought about might have been Brian Burnham, but even for him, he's had kind of a subpar season. Not all his hey, fault hey, because hey, he's been Charles, back up Charles, and down Sir, quarterbacks. Charles, sort of interrupt. What's what's the number to call into the show, Christopher? 
Why? Uh-oh. Who you got? Odell Willis. Odell Willis? He just he just uh, replied to my message. Four two five. Oh, that's the host. A uh, guest call in is five one six four one eight five four zero eight. Five one six. Four one eight. Five one six. What? Yeah. Four one eight. Five four zero eight. Five four zero eight. Okay, I'll text him right or message him right now. You never know; he might come on. Keep on yeah. talking. What? Okay. Sorry, Charles. You're on a thought. Yeah. No, that, no problem. That's uh, interesting. But no, we um, basically um, after thinking about it, the only, like I said, the only other guy I would have thought about would have been um, Brian Burnham. But even for Brian Burnham, he's had kind of a – he's their leading receiver, but he's had kind of a down year. I don't give the, all of that blame with all the back and forth with quarterback. I'm not surprised. Uh, so, really, I thought about it, and I'm like, yeah, there's really nobody else you could put in there. So, I guess it does kind of make sense. It's scary. Yeah. Shouldn't Herdman be in for your top defense? Herdman? No. I, I, I would take Sean Lemon or Odell Willis before Herdman. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would too. Reason I'm saying Herdman is because he took over for Solly. Solly. And the He's defense done well. He they didn't really skip a beat. Well, yeah. I'll, he, I'll tell you, he would might be a guy I put in for rookie. Yeah. 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 Way before this other guy who I have never heard of. I don't even know what position he plays. He's a defensive tackle. Wow. A defensive tackle. That's the inside, I mean, right? He doesn't he doesn't have very impressive stats. He's got two sacks and twenty nine defensive tackles. Who's got two sacks? Claudel Lewis. Claudel Lewis, the oh, Lions okay. Um, okay. rookie of the year uh candidate. He's only got twenty nine tackles and two sacks. Yeah. That's okay. I mean, you're an interior defensive lineman. The the problem with that is BC can't stop the run worse shit. So how can you even consider somebody that that's in the middle? Mm -hmm. Personally, I I I don't see that happening. Okay, who? Somebody want to do Edmonton? All right, I can uh, hop in here. So for Edmonton, we got most outstanding player Mike Riley. What else is new? Defensive player J.C. Sherritt. Top Canadian, Kwaku Botang, or as well like to call him, Donnie Duotang. Offensive lineman is Matt O'Donnell, special teams with their kicker, Sean White. And rookie of the year, this is probably why CJ didn't want to do this, Monshadrick Hunter. Now, Monshadrick's not so bad. It's the Kapui. No, it's actually not. It looks thing. I couldn't, have, I couldn't have done right. that. But, uh, hmm. I don't think there's much to uh, much. There's to no dispute. There. How can you no. dispute this? But then Mike Riley is not an MOP candidate this year. He's, not he's this just, year, no. He missed the playoffs. He hasn't been stellar. I mean, he does. He is the number one uh, quarterback in the CFL right now. Okay, he his numbers are far better than anybody else. Well, I think so. Not far better, but better. Um, Jeremiah Mazzoli is the only one that's coming close. 
Trevor Harris has got better numbers, yep. but less yards. So, anyhow, I don't know. Okay. Will, you want to do the Calgary Stampede? Does anybody have any dispute with these? I don't, I'm not disputing any of them. Hell, I don't know no, half good. of them. Calgary Stampeders, William. Yes, sir. Well. You got it up? Can you name these guys off? I can name these guys off without looking it up. Um, you know what? I, I think Bo's the only choice because he's the only guy who's still standing. Okay. As yeah. Because t- let's face hard. it, M- MVP, MVP is usually the offensive guy. Okay. That's why they have a defensive player. So I guess I'll give it to Bo Levi Mitchell. Do I think he was, is he the MOP of the league? No. Um, is there anybody who's the MOP of the league this year? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you're basing on. If you base it on yards, well, it's Mike Riley, but his team didn't make the playoffs. If you base it on guys that have been good this year, well, who do you got? Matt Nichols? How many wins does he have this year, Mark? Ten? Nine? What is it? He's got ten, I think. Or, well... Ten, I guess. Yeah, so you can't do that either. Um, so as far as Calgary goes, it's got to be Bo. So that's Bo. Bo's. Let's skip Bo for now. Um, rookie of the year, Trey Robertson. Robson. Um, I think that's a pretty good pick. He's uh, he's been their starting quarterback when he hasn't been injured all year long. That's pretty impressive for a rookie to be out there on the corner. And he is Larry Highbaugh's grandson. Whoa. So maybe maybe that has something to do with it as well. And he has been I, I he's not Tommy Campbell, but he was a pretty good fill in for Tommy Campbell. Okay. So, so So what do you think of the defensive guy? Oh, Mika Johnson? I think he should win, hands down. Okay, we were just talking about interior linemen. And his stats were that impressive. Mika Johnson is second in the CFL in sacks for a defensive tackle. When does that ever happen? All right, he's got 13, I do believe. When does that ever happen? It never happens. And I I think uh, we're just starting to hear. We've always known about Mika Johnson in Calgary, but we're really just starting to hear about him because he's had – Last year he was okay, but the two seasons before that he's been he's been hurt basically for two seasons, and he's only been in the league for four or five. So I would uh, pick him as a defensive player, at least from the West. But then you have Adam Bigfield, who's been also very impressive. So what do you do with that? Um, Alex Singleton, top Canadian, well. I personally don't consider him a Canadian, but if you want to go there, sure. What the hell? Um, and I think that covers it, doesn't it? Derek Dennis, offensive yeah, lineman, special teams. Oh, Jameer Derek Thurman. Dennis. Okay, now, now explain something to me. Explain something to me. How does a guy a, a gay not guy? look fantastic? No, lock, not look fantastic in Saskatchewan. 
after he won the offensive lineman award the year before, and they're not high on him in Saskatchewan, and then they cut him, and then he gets signed by Calgary, and now he's he's Calgary's pick for offensive lineman. Something tells me somebody's got a pretty good system, and it ain't Saskatchewan. So I mean, he plays. Well, at least it's a system that he works better in. Yeah, absolutely. He plays offensive tackle. So, um, I just so you know, I did get a message back from Odell. He's not going to phone in because he has to meet with Randy Ambrosi tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess he doesn't want to say anything. But he said he would be glad to come on our show anytime we invite him. Okay, so, we'll do that. Um, Odell, if you're listening to this, we'll do it in the off season where it's not so dangerous for you. It makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, okay. I'll tell him that. Um, But, yeah, so who's the other picks for Calgary? I think I covered Uh, everybody. Jameer Thurman in special teams. Junior Thurman or Jameer Thurman? Jameer Thurman. And Trey Robertson is rookie. Rookie, yeah, I already talked about him. Okay. He's Larry's Larry's grandson. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, do I think any of those guys will come out on top? I haven't really looked at anybody else's pick except for Winnipeg's. And I think Adam Big Hill should get uh, – has Adam Big Hill ever won defensive player in the CFL? Yes. Did he? The yep. year Solly was in the NFL or what? Yep. Oh, Okay. Okay, I mean, Adams played well this year. There's no doubt about it. So, hey, what can you do? Um, and uh, Trey Robinson. I mean, do we? Who's the other rookies? I don't even know who the other rookies are. I don't really. We don't really pay much attention to rookies unless they're outstanding. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, you know, go ahead. Okay, I'm going to take the Saskatchewan Rough Riders here and just to leave the Winnipeg Blue Bombers to Mark, although we probably shouldn't do that because he talks forever about his team. Okay, uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, uh, Willie Jefferson uh, is the MOP. Uh, Willie Jefferson is also the defensive outstanding player. I don't understand that one, but that's okay. Canadian, Brent Lowther. Uh, defensive lineman, Brendan Labatt. Well, when you got Grandpa on the old line, yeah, I guess so. Uh, special teams is Brent Lawler again. It, what is he? Is he a kicker? Yep. Okay. And rookie is Jordan Williams Lambert. Lambert. I I, I don't know Lambert. him. I don't. I, yeah. He's you a know receiver. What? He's actually had a good year. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't understand when your team. The best player on your team is a defensive guy. It says something really bad about your team. Okay? Now, don't get me wrong. I know BC Lions have had most outstanding player nominee has been uh, Solomon Aluminian, and he actually won it over everybody in the league. So when that happens, that's just, like, amazing. It's never happened before in the league. Uh, So the precedence has been set. But, you know, if your MOP nominee is a defensive player – there's something the matter with your offense, my opinion, okay? And what happens three times this year, it, it, 
very rare does it even happen on one team through the nominees. Very rare does it ever happen on one team. This year, it's three teams. This has been one of the worst offensive seasons ever. Ever. I, I can't argue with any of these picks. I don't know that many of them. Anybody have anything to say about the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? And it, this is the time where we have to say something kind of nice. So the if you can't say anything say, nice, don't say anything at all. Yeah. Um, I would see Williams Lambert, Lambert coming out as of the West as the rookie. I have been the nominee. same thing. Yeah. He, he is a big-bodied receiver that really caught on to the game quick, and he's got good hands. Okay. Okay, take on the Bombers here, Mark. Well, the obvious of the MOP and defensive player is Big Hill. Top Canadian Andrew Harris, I would say he'll probably come out again. Um, Stanley Bryant, top offensive lineman. Medlock for special teams, of course, and then Marcus Sales is the rookie. Who who here do you think is will is going to win the West? Is there anybody? Uh, I think Andrew Harris has a shot, and I do think Marcus Sales has a shot as well. Andrew Harris over Alex Singleton. I can see it. I I I, I agree. Career year for yards, rushing yards. Yeah. I I'm asking. I'm not I'm not criticizing. Yeah. I'm asking. No, uh, you look at the stats, I think you do. Career year for rushing yards. If he gets 10 yards rushing on Saturday, then he gets the rushing title. So I think okay. those There is a guy he'll come out of the West. I'm not saying he's going to win it, but he'll come I, out of the I West. agree. I understand. Yeah. So, a uh, defensive player, uh, Adam Big Hill is going to take uh, Micka Johnson, or what, the other way around, or Willie Jefferson going to come in there? The dark I think horse. It's a three, I think it's a three-horse race. I think it's Big Hill, Jefferson, and Johnson. Okay. And I, I do think Big Hill has an outside shot at MOP. Well, only because there's nobody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not because he's an, the most outstanding player. Well, it, it is, but it, it, it's sad when you're the bar is so low. Yeah, I was you know, gonna say this, this is this, a down year for the uh, for the MOP. This is like grade three high jump is where that bar is. You know. Okay. <coughs> Let's move over to the Eastern Conference division. Years. Do they actually have All-Stars over there? I don't know. I don't think so. Where's the Hamilton ding? Tiger Who cares? <laughs> Hamilton Tiger Cats. Jeremiah Mazzoli is their MOP nomination. Defensive player is Larry Dean. All-Canadian is Ted Laurent. Uh, offensive lineman is Brandon Rievenberg. Special teams, Courtney Steven. And a rookie is Darius Siraco. Okay. I'm good with those. I can't argue with any of them. I just... I can't... Okay. So anybody want to do the next ones, or, or do we just carry on? Carry on. 
Toronto Argonauts have SJ Green as their MOP candidate. And I can't argue with that one in that team, that pathetic team. SJ Green has always been a, a shining light for the for whoever they play for. Uh, defensive player is Cleon Lang. Wow. Okay. Sean McEwen is Canadian. Sean McEwen is offensive lineman. Special teams is Justin Herdman. I saw that. I thought, doesn't he play for BC? No, it's Jordan Herdman. And Trumaine Washington is the rookie of the year for the Toronto Argonauts, or rookie nominee. Uh, Ottawa Red Blacks uh, have a, a split personality for their MOP. That's good, good, bat, good Trevor, bad hair, Trevor Harris. Uh, Dorico Murray is their defensive player. Brad Sinopoli, top Canadian. There, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I, I don't think Andrew Harris is going to be able to beat Brad Sinopoli. No. Uh, defensive lineman Alex Mateus. Special teams Lewis Ward, rookie of the year. Lewis Ward. I have no doubt Lewis Ward is going to get rookie of the year. Special teams player is really going to be hard not to give it to him. But I think Ty Long has done a, an amazing job keeping up with him. Uh, more of a punter than a kicker, but then so be it. Anybody have anything to say about Ottawa? They're going to win some. They're going to win some gold here. I think they're going to win a couple here. Yeah, they got it's, at least two categories. I, I think Lewis Ward is going to win it simply because of the record. Oh yeah, I, I think they got three chunks of medal coming out of this: Sinopoli, Ward, and Ward. He's going to get yeah. special teams and rookie. Mm-hmm. Okay, Montreal you, Alouette. I, Go ahead, yeah. Charles. What'd Just going to say that you could make a case for Trevor Harris as outstanding player. I'm oh, not I think saying he it's is. a particularly strong case. I, I'm guessing it's either him or um, or Mazzoli out of the East. Oh, no, no, no. It's Trevor Harris in the East. Yeah, maybe. It, 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 yeah, no, seriously. Like, come on. His numbers aren't bad. His record is great. Trevor Harris is the third best in the in the league. Okay, right behind Mazzoli and Riley, he is. They they sewed up top spot in the East. He's got a better efficiency rating than anybody yeah. else in the league. Okay, he's got the lowest interception ratio. He he's at fifty percent. Nobody else is at fifty percent. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, right. Mike Riley's got 17 interceptions. That's 34 TDs. Well, he's only got 29. Okay, Mazzoli's got 18 interceptions. Double that's 36. Well, he's only got 28. Bo is is, is Bo has been better at protecting the ball. 14 interceptions, so that would be 28, and he's got 34 touchdowns. So you got to give him a little bit of credit there. But he's got Dick for yards. So. um it's all about the W's, according to Will, though. And he he needs one more, but it's going to be tough in BC. Okay. Where am I going here? I'm getting, Last team, Montreal Alouettes. I was trying to forget this one. Figured I could just skip over it. They got three players on, for six categories. Enoch Mwamba, MOP. Enoch Defensive player. Enoch Mawamba, top Canadian. Offensive lineman is Kristen Matt. Isn't, isn't that a girl? 
Okay, special teams is William Stanback, and rookie would be William Stanback. I don't think Montreal has a hope in getting any medal out of this one. If Ottawa is going to get three out of the six, it's going to be really tough to give them four with Trevor Harris, but that might happen. Uh, Yeah. What's no, that, Johnny Manzella's top rookie, huh? No. No, they gave it to William Stomback. Uh, who knew? Yeah, it's pretty tough. The only real position here that we don't know about is defense. Yep. Top Canadian's going to be a bit of a fight with Andrew Harris. Yeah, and Alex Singleton. No, it's not. Brad Sinopoli's got that. We've already said that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's hands down. That's a given. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I I seriously, top O lineman is the is is up for debate, and who cares? Mm-hmm. So it's alignment. It's really. Okay. Do you, do you guys want to do a selection pick, or do you just move on and we'll do that later? Uh, we can move on. Okay. So next up here is this. This this one gets me. Okay. A Winnipeg scholar is warning. Hey, I can't get past the fact that somebody thinks that there's a scholar in Winnipeg. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I just yeah, come me, on. yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. There's a scholar in Winnipeg. <laughs> Talk about not setting the bar very high. Oh, hey, hey Mark, 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 mm-hmm. Mark. He's talking about BC, okay? All right. <laughs> I know. Okay, so. Yeah. A Winnipeg I mean, scholar, scholar is warning. Their, their, scholars, their scholars don't count, Mark, because they're Do all I... from China, okay? <laughs> hey, there's some awesome Chinese scholars out here, okay? Hey, a Winnipeg oh. scholar <laughs> is warning the city of Halifax about the drawbacks of building a stadium, citing the problems the city of Winnipeg have had with IGF Field. Well, it does not take a scholar to know the problems with IGF. <laughs> They're on the front page of every newspaper, okay? <laughs> Has Halifax done the proper due diligence with regards to a new stadium? Well, probably not. They don't even have a franchise. They're not doing anything about a stadium yet. They're just doing some research as to saying, oh, this site looks better than that site. They haven't picked out the color of the curtains yet. No, they haven't done their due diligence. (laughs) Winnipeg scholar. (laughs) Charles, go ahead. Talk to me about this one. Okay, I'm just oh, hold on. I'm trying not. I'm, I'm. This is not an insult to Winnipeg people. I'm just trying not to laugh. Okay. Uh, um, it's too late. It's too late, Charles. It's too late, man. Yeah. 
the, I'm sorry. There are very smart people in in Winnipeg. Let's, and yeah. he blames uh, us. He blames us for getting him hate mail all the time. He brings it all <laughs> on himself. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't know, well, write this. Good. I did not write this. Okay. You could have just said so, some important person, and I probably would have laughed at that too. I'm just going by what the article said. Scholar or whatever. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, I think it's a Winnipeg so academic. Academic. Isn't that uh, see, a Winnipeg academic. Scholar? Okay. So that's like a, a, a grade seven math teacher, grade nine math teacher. Okay. I understand. Uh, okay. So academic, now. scholar, whichever. Uh, oh, it's huge difference. Sure. Huge difference. I mean, there is. Obviously, there was a ton of problems with the Winnipeg Stadium. We've talked about it here before. Um, so, But really, what they're doing now, I think people kind of jumped the gun a little bit because uh, I kept seeing, seeing headlines, oh, Halifax has made a decision on their stadium site. Well, that's not necessarily the case. They're basically have a site, but they're looking at it. They haven't said 100% for sure this is where we're going to do it. So they're basically taking it and looking at it. So, But, but Charles, you know, that that article was written by a staff writer at Three Down Nation. Yeah, exactly. And I get really annoyed when they publish stuff and don't tell us who wrote it. Are they – well, I don't think – I was going to say is it a janitor at Three Down Nation's offices? But they don't have offices. Who am I kidding? Um, I don't know who wrote this, Maybe, and I don't know what the point of this crap is. Whoever it is, anytime I see that, I'm thinking that they're not putting their name on it because they've read it back and are embarrassed by it. But let's not jump the gun here. Let's not um, – well, I think it was like a guy saying, like, oh, let's start them next year and crap like that. Look, let's do this properly like Ottawa did it. They got their franchise basically in 2006, and they didn't start playing, or 2007, something like that, and they didn't start playing till like, what, 2013? Something 14. like that. So 14. let's do this properly. Let's not fast-track this. And if they're going to build a stadium, let's let them learn from the mistakes of IGF and learn from the mistakes of Tim Horton's field, and do it properly. And don't and learn from it. the mistakes of done. Mosaic Stadium. Don't you don't use yeah. green. Well, that that too, yeah. So let's do that. So whatever this, uh, whatever this kindergarten teacher, whoever it was, said um, about this, uh, they've got a point. So let's um. Let's do this properly and not screw this up because if the CFL goes into Halifax and they screw it up, then all we're going to get is, oh, yeah, Bush League, Bush League, blah, blah, blah. So it's, uh, it's uh, let's, yeah, let's go with that. I think we've lost Will, it looks like, by the way. I just noticed he said, where did you guys go? I'm still here. Yeah. Mark, are you here? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, well, we lost Will then. Should I phone him back? <laughs> I would think so, yeah. Okay, I'm calling him. It's going to ringy-dingy. 
the big thing that the article says is um, I told you that was going to oh. happen. Yeah. Back. Back. There he is. Why don't push that little red button on your phone again? No, I had to change my headset. That was the problem. Mark, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. The the biggest thing with the article is saying is basically the prospective owners of the franchise have said public money is essential. And being from Winnipeg, you don't want a whole lot of public money going in. Trust me. Why? It's going to come back because you're going to end up paying every penny of it. But you're not. Your loan was forgiven. No, it's not. Oh. They're renegotiating. That's They're not what the headline them. said. Because it wasn't sexy in the actual articles. They are renego- They are in talks with the government renegotiating. It's not a free stadium. <laughs> it's something I'm going to be paying for for about three lifetimes. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with that. I do have a problem with the ownership of the stadium being with a private corporation if the taxpayers are going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay? BC Place costs a gazillion dollars. BC Lions don't own it. Vancouver Whitecaps don't own it. Nobody owns it. The BC government owns it. The people of BC own it. Okay? So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm... I'm I'm much better with that concept. If you want a privately owned stadium, then it should be built with private money. Yep. Agreed. Bottom line. No, 100% agreement, yeah. And that's basically what Gino, who is the city planner, basically... I'm not going to go with get you giggling again. (laughs) No, I'm okay Um, with academic... Okay. Yeah, okay. And, and he's the he director of the Institute of Urban Studies at the University of yeah. Winnipeg. And he's actually a good friend of mine. Is he really? <laughs> yes, he is. So is he from oh, Winnipeg? One of his friends. Here's my question. Is he from Winnipeg? Yes, he is. Really? With that mm-hmm. name? Yes. He was born in Winnipeg. It's entirely possible Will played football against his older brother. So, yes. Okay. Who are we talking about? Um, a football player from Churchill. What's his name? Distasio was the last name. Say that again. Distasio, Italian. Really? Thanks, Mark. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the name. Yeah, I figured you might. Um, Basically, what he's saying there is just they got to be careful how they do this. It's only one shot, and they got to be really careful how they do it with the public money because that can bite you in the ass. Arguing with that, so yeah. why would you even write an article about it, three down staff writer? <laughs> like why? I, I just I don't understand that. Four hundred thousand people in Win- in Halifax, and they're claiming it to be the largest city in the East Coast. It's wow. no different than Regina. 
Except they don't have rabbit fans. If they can get their college fans in, they do. Yeah. I think it's going to be hard to get them away from the Packers myself, but that's beside the point. Okay. So that's the end of that. Anybody else got anything to talk about this uh, Winnipeg Scholar statement? I'm good. Well, no, you said it all, Christopher. Yeah, Charles, you got to stop paraphrasing things here and and changing words up because you made it very funny. (laughs) My mistake. Yeah. Academic. Huge difference. Mm -hmm. Okay, what are we talking about? Cannabis greenhouse could bring a hundred jobs. Awesome. To Logan Lake. Wow. They're building a 425,000 square foot facility just down the road from me here. Hmm. That'd be a good part-time job. Yeah, no shit. I'll work for benefits. (laughs) Well, we could talk about... um... This article I was referencing earlier about the bonuses, uh, basically Randy Ambrosi is out there um, saying that uh, players will not be getting off-season bonuses because of the uh, impending labor dispute, which I don't know if it's legal or not. Well... Legal or not is is is, is irrelevant in a labor dispute. But the thing is, if they the 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 current CBA does not expire till May fifteenth of twenty nineteen, now if bonuses are due before that date, they can't legally withhold them unless because they release the, the player. The, the yeah, that's the only thing they can do because. Um, because the uh, CBA is still in effect. So they have to pay it out. Although this is something, too, that... Uh, this is actually... We, we, Me and Mark were talking about this briefly before the show. And this is actually something that was set out by Jeffrey Orridge in early 2017 before he was replaced. What? That you're allowed to hold back bonuses? Yes. It even states that in the article that Jeffrey Orge issued the directive in early 2017. Basically, it's saying that this thing is designed to get the parties to come together and get a CBA done as fast as possible. I think it might have a reverse effect. It's it's highly possible. Yep. I, reverse effect in what capacity? That the players are going to get pissed off at this. They're not going to want to bargain with them, and they're going to say, pay us a bonus, or we're not coming to the bargaining table. And so I'm not what saying th- that it's right or not, but I'm just saying that it could have that effect. Oh, it most certainly will have that effect. So let's, yep. let's back up a second. What do you think that the CFL has to accomplish by doing this 
That I don't know. Why would they? Uh, they're trying to break. Move. Well, it could be that they're trying to break the union or, or put a wedge in between players. Some players who are uh, due bonuses and other players who are not. So they might be trying to destabilize the uh, union and get infighting in there. And but the well, thing is, we've said it before. Eventually, the veterans are going to go in and sell out the young players. That happens in almost in every pro sport labor dispute. Right, and none of the young players have bonuses owed to them. No. So the only people that have got bonuses owed to them are people that are making like 150k a year or more. Mm-hmm. Agreed? Yeah, no, I agree with that. So, basically, this is just going to take the guys who are going to cave anyhow and try to make them cave sooner. Mm-hmm. But you feel that this could piss off the veterans and they ter- create a, 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 an act of solidarity with the, the rookies. And it's saying, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fight these bastards and 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 and, and do that with it. Yeah, it's possible because I could see it happening. I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I'm just seeing I see a scenario where it could happen. I know of two veterans that have told me that they're trying to get the older guys to fight this one, to fight the bonuses. And a few other things that are going to be coming up with it. But the bonuses is a big thing. So I'm I'm slightly confused on this whole union shit. Uh, I understand what a union is and how they work. So is the union represented, or does the, or sorry, that does the the commissioner represent the league, or does the con- yes. commissioner represent? The consolidation of the teams. So, if the if the league says we're not paying any commission, any bonuses, and the team says, "Well, I'm contractually obligated. I don't want to piss off my players. Here's the money." Or do the teams have to stand in this level of solidarity? And we all know that. Never mind. I'm not going to go into that. I'm not going to say anything about the riders again. But you know what I mean? How 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 mm-hmm. is that going to work? How does Randy Ambrosi speak for each team individually? Uh, he doesn't. He he answers to the board of governors, which is the one you know somebody from each team. But board of governors don't have to be unanimous. So if you know it's the, the, a descending member of the board of governors goes back to his team and says, "Well, I'm paying the bonuses no matter what." It's a good point. That could end up driving a wedge for in between the owners because some may say I'm paying and some might say I'm not. Mm-hmm. And then you have infighting there. It could turn into infighting all around. I'm just hoping, quite frankly, overall, just don't do anything stupid. Don't have a labor stoppage. We've seen it in other leagues. It never goes well. Just wake up and um, get something done and don't waste time on this other crap. The CFL can't afford a labor stoppage. No. Especially, seeing as there's another football league starting in February, 
and one starting the following February with the XFL. Mm-hmm. So this is the last time they, the last thing they need is any sort of prolonged work stoppage because guys won't stick around. They'll say, screw it, we're going somewhere else. And it's not exactly. It, it wouldn't exactly help the fan bases in Toronto and BC, no. Montreal. You know. No, BC fan base is going to be really well. They're going to be strong. They're going to be solidified. Everything's going to be great going into next year as Grey Cup champions. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it, 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 everything's all good in Vancouver. Don't worry about them. Come on, that was funny. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, and it'll and it'll and one. it'll be even it'll be even better when Ken Austin is the head coach. Uh, <laughs> why do you keep bringing that up and ruining my night? I, you know, in all honesty, I'd rather have Jason Moss. Uh, hey, bring in Moss as the offensive coordinator. I personally don't want there you either. Go. That's a one-two punch. Ooh. Ah. And just think, and just think, you got what's his name as the special teams coach. <laughs> okay, I like cool. him, uh, Rimbold. That's a champ. That's a championship team right there. He's Hell entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> he is entertaining. I like him. Don't put him as a head coach. That would be scary. Who, who, who would be dumb enough to do that? Oh. People Hamilton. have done it before. He tried hard okay. to win a pick. He was never the head Didn't coach, was he? Didn't help much. Yes, he was. Yes, was he, he was. Coach? Yeah, for two years, I think. He replaced oh. Cal Murphy. Okay. That's right. The fans told the board, the fans told the board well. of the Bombers that they wanted a change from Cal Murphy. Did they got a change from Cal Murphy. Yeah. Oh, hell, did they ever, eh? <laughs> the As a matter of fact, Christopher... His opening, his opening game, he drove a motorcycle into the stadium. Okay, he rode a Harley. Yep. yep. And who was the who was the starting quarterback? Mark. He was from the oh, Arena Football League, or wasn't he the leading passer in the Arena Football League or something? something? Like that. I can't remember who it was. It might have been was it Rubley, maybe. Yes, that was yes. Sammy Gard, yeah, though, T.J. Rubley. No, it was T.J. Rubley. T.J. Rubley. Right, T.J. Rubley. I remember him. Yeah. Not because of anything he, he did blow, special. He was going to blow it up, baby. Yeah. Good luck with that. Okay. Um, let let if you got anything else to do, because we're going to go back to Caleros and, and Odell Willis for a second. Oh, good. Just just because, okay? I uh, There's a uh, a post, and it, it Jared is off – causing shit again oh. and that's typical because that's all he's doing since he's joined the let's talk cfl but uh group it's just i think he's just trolling trying to get kicked out um but uh there's a rider fan a guy named austin merrill he goes i'm a rider fan and this is what i'm seeing caleros is moving lateral to the strong side leaves his feet something you are taught never to do from day one in peewee football Calero sees Odell coming full steam, lands from his jump while Odell aims his shoulder to where Caleros was in the air two thirteenths of a second before contact. Caleros lands about a foot lower than Odell 
has time to react for. Inadvertent helmet-to-helmet hit, not dirty. I had a coach in high school explain to me that leaving your feet is like suicide. Defender always aims to where you are jumping, not where you land. I think it was 100% unintentional. Helmet and shoulder hit, not on purpose. Was that a reasonable writer? Was that a reasonable writer, fam? I'd like to bring him on the podcast. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Hmm. He makes some very good points. You got to admit it. It's hard to argue with him. He's 100% no, accurate. He, he led with his shoulder. Fuck, it's obvious. Well, you can see him leading with his shoulder. And if Caleros was still uh-huh. in the air, he would have hit him. Mm-hmm. Valid point here. I like this. Is that 127 people said he hit with his head? I wonder how many of them are Ryder fans. I bet you there's a whole lot of them. Oh, see, we're 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 being told that the let's talk let's talk CFL Facebook page all Lion fans, and there's no other CFL fans on this group. Uh, you know, I can't find that many Lion fans on this group, so I don't know what the hell he's talking about. That's just. Idiot, Tayakin. Just, I don't understand, Jared. Jared, why would you say uh, something like this? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it as I see it. I'm looking. I clicked on uh, the people that said it was a headshot. There are a lot of them that are Ryder fans. I'm not making oh, hell this yeah. up. You can, you can go onto the actual pull yourself and look it up. A lot of them, probably half, are Ryder fans. And that's not making it up and not saying anything on the Ryder fans. That's just how it is. Well, of course. I just so, find it interesting to see a level-headed writer fan. That's kind of cool. I know, I know. So, I have... <laughs> okay, I, I, I posted the picture of a rock. Did you guys see this? <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, that was good. That was funny. To prove that people will argue about anything, here is a rock. <laughs> okay? And uh, it uh, they just went on. And yes, I understand a lot of them had funny. But did you see this Lucas Camarieri? He posted a picture of a tiger being attacked by a bird. <laughs> the bird takes the tiger down. Yep. Yep. That's hilarious. I'm going to post that gif on the Ticat fans leading into the playoff game. Even though it's not a lion taking out uh, a bird, I'm going to say if a bird can take out a tiger, what's a lion going to do to you? <laughs> oh, yeah, go for it. Go for it. I love it. It's, it's a great <laughs> The bird knocks him over. <laughs> and I really like a tiger, so, you know, it's hard for me to say that. But, yeah. Wow. Okay. 
So is it a rock? Is it a stone? Is it a boulder? Is it a piece of granite? What is it? It's like a piece of bread. I saw, I saw someone say it was a, yeah, a loaf of bread. Loaf of bread, gone stale. Trudeau's brain. It's a studious. It's a it's a studious guy from Winnipeg. <laughs> I love Janice Moss here. It's the newest design of Gatorade coolers for Jason Moss. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Why? Oh, oh never mind. Have, oh, Randy Am- Ambrosi confirms players won't be getting off-season se- off bonuses. Do you see his face in this picture? Do you see his face? I mean... He doesn't look like there's anything behind the eyes. Uh, I don't know. I've lost that. He seems to be staring into space. Yeah. Like, like he's not looking at one of the reporters because they're all down low. Is that the best picture they could find of him? I think it is. I don't know. I think it might be an appropriate picture. He he looks like a deer in headlights. He really does. Not to be insulted, but... he looked like he did a trance. That's many years of being a concussed offensive lineman, okay? Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. I, I can go on a, a little rant right now, and I'm not going to. We're going to run out of time. Any Anybody want to pull something out of a hat right now? We'll finish up. we got about a, a minute left. Um, Peter Dajakowski retired today. Yeah, I saw that too yeah, just a little that. while ago. I, I have a question. Why did is he injured? No, I don't. Well, you know what? I do think he did. He got injured last year in Saskatchewan. I think is what happened, and then he just Has didn't he get signed. This year? No, he didn't get no. signed, right? No, no, he didn't play this year. Yeah. Oh, so he didn't play football. So I he's not a Hamilton so. Tiger no. Cat right now. No, no it's just the picture. Yeah, and he okay. played ten or eleven years there. Yeah. Okay. So he's just deciding to re- officially retire, even though nobody wants him to play football. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, why is that news? Because <laughs> it's official. I thought he was retired last year when nobody signed him. Doesn't that kind of what that means? You're retired. No, you're not retired until you announce you're retiring. So he's just unemployed. So now he's retiring from unemployment. I can get one more headline with my name in it. Okay, yeah, exactly. Okay, it's over. This has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode 294. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. And, yes, today I picked on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers Blue Bombers, and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So send all the hate mail to Charles Cliff at – no, sorry. Uh, hey. Hey, hey. What? Pardon? Pardon? What are you saying? Okay, you guys take care and uh, enjoy the football games this week, even though there's really only one. Uh, oh, man. Are we really CFL fans? Charles, say goodnight. You picked on the Bombers and the Riders. I was going to say, how the hell is that different from any other show? Good night, folks. We'll talk to you Sunday. It's not. Mark, say something. Good night, everybody, and BC sucks.
Well, we'll see. Okay. We'll see who's in the Grey Cup. Will, say good night. Good night, everybody. And for once, I agree with Chris or with uh, Mark Weddle. BC sucks. Oh, Will, hang on, hang on. Time. Hang on. Didn't you pick BC to win? No, you picked no. Calgary. Really? You picked Calgary? How could you do that? Give me your head they to said, shake. Give me your head to shake. Game losing. They're done. Done. Calgary sucks. Winnipeg sucks. Saskatchewan sucks. Edmonton, you're out of the Lions. playoffs. Lions beat the 